can you sing a song as the intro? Mm? Can you sing a song as the intro? I'd love to hear you sing a song. <laughs> um, all I want for Christmas is a big booty hoe. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I feel like that would be my theme song, <laughs> But, okay. I got it. You got it? Okay. <laughs> want to talk? This podcast serves as a spiritual thread among people like me. I am Latino. I am an immigrant. I am a son of a single mom. I am gay, and I have a master's degree. But those things don't really define me. I'm who I am with my mind, body, and soul. This body is the vehicle that I've been given to transport generations of whispered wisdoms from the spirit world to the material one. I'm reconnecting with friends that I love and respect from different stages in my life and discussing how they've managed to go through the struggle of this world that's focused on status, money, egos, and pride, and listen to their stories of how they learned to let go, learned to forgive, and most importantly, decided the universe is conspiring in their favor. See, we're not totally clueless, but we have not yet fully grown to the people we were meant to be. I want to help raise the human consciousness and I hope you listen in. This is Wanna Talk. Alright, so thank you for thank you, Taylor, for joining me. Uh so do you remember the first time that we met? Of course. I'm happy to chat. Um, yeah, I mean, we had met at actually one of the influencer dinners, lunches through Zipkick. Through Zipkick. That was such a lifetime ago. I know. I feel honestly like it was like five years ago. Was it? I kind of. I think so. Close to five years ago. Four or five years ago, and you somehow. How old were you then? I would have been probably. Well, let's see. If it was four or five years ago, probably like seventeen. Freaking nuts! Crazy. Somehow you business scammed. Business <laughs> scammed. <laughs> Somehow, <laughs> you know, somehow your business scammed this this restaurant, um, and you brought in what was it like ten, fifteen? Yeah, it was like ten influencers. I think you know we had. I think you, that was the first time anybody really had met each other. Like I don't think you knew like anybody at that point, any of the other. Influencers. No, that's when we all met. Yeah, yeah, and then I feel like we were doing so many dinners back then. Yeah, one point it was like, it was like three, three a week or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And you were seven. Like looking years back, old. I'm like, how was I doing three dinners a week? It was. It's like at least, and then things just kind of kept going until they really did anymore. Um, and honestly, like, thanks again for being here. I'm really using this to reconnect with people you know that I love and respect. That's been so important in my life and. You in that dinner, you actually I think you were the first person to be like, you should use Juan puns in your in your Instagram things. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's crazy because like four years later, this podcast is called Juan to Talk. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The Juan puns have just never stopped over the years. <laughs> <laughs> they just never stopped. Um and you know, you were there for like some like kind of like big parts of my life too. Like, I, that weekend, I quit my job, shaved my head, 
And we went to Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was kind of like your your 20s crisis. <laughs> <laughs> My 20s yeah, crisis. And now you're like... <laughs> the whole Hard Rock rebuild, which I felt took a lifetime. Um, That's when I stopped going to all the influencer events and things. Yeah, I got so busy. And then I come see before the cruise ships for a night. And here you are having a yacht party. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, welcome back to Miami, Juan. <laughs> I've made this party for you. Oh, <laughs> uh, but no, like, honestly, like, I, I do respect and, you know, I admire all the work that you've put in into your business, you know, and being so young, too. And a woman, I kind of just wanted to know and kind of just touch base on what's that's been like, kind of what's the toughest parts about being in Miami being a young entrepreneur um, and being a woman kind of on top of all that yeah I mean I definitely think there's pros and cons like a lot of people look at you know being young or being a woman or whatever it is always has cons but I definitely think you know there is some upsides of it but I definitely think you know one on, on being the young side uh, you have to almost prove yourself more to people, even if you're more qualified and you have been doing things for a longer period of time. And I've done more events and I've had more clients. It's still like, if I'm going up with somebody 10 years again, like older than me, I'm still having to prove myself, even though like my track record speaks more than them, which is always, you know, frustrating. Um, and I mean, being a woman, especially in Miami, it's, you're going to have just terrible people always uh especially guys in business and so you always have to kind of just be cautious of like who you're interacting with like the meetings you take where you take them because people always have such ulterior motives so it's like I've learned you know through the last handful of years just it's made me way more as you could say like street smart and more conscious of my time and who who I interact with and like who really has like the best motives of working together and you know it's made me kind of a better business person in that sense but obviously it's been tough and I think Miami's just slowly kind of on the rise of like entrepreneurs where in other cities it's so common to have such a network of them and down here not so much yeah and you also have like so much confidence you know when you're talking to all these people you're going head to head with your competition like when did you how did you get that confidence yeah I mean I don't I can't really honestly pinpoint a time I always think like throughout my life I've always been somewhat a confident person in whatever I was doing just because I'm like a very all or nothing person and so if I'm deciding I'm gonna do something I put everything into it but I think at first, you know, I was a little bit more afraid of rejection or having a client say no, or having a meeting go bad. And like, once that happens, once you realize it's like, not a big deal at all. And no one's gonna remember it. And it's not gonna like, kill you. And you know, it kind of makes you realize like, what do you have to lose? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, I think that's a lesson that like, some people don't learn until like their 30s or 40s. <laughs> and kind of just live yeah. in this little bubble, you know, um, so if you could, through all this, what's kind of been like the most difficult like experience or that you were like, okay, this is what I should be doing. Kind of that turning point that it's like, I'm not going to, I'm deciding not to go to college in the you know traditional way. Um, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm going to go full force for it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's necessarily been one point, but I think there's been a lot of different points where it's like, 
they always say like the grass is greener on the other side. So like, you know, whether it's someone I'm dating or someone I'm friends with and I see like they're able to just completely unwind and relax sometimes because they have that set schedule of a nine to five Monday through Friday or whatever it may be. And they have that secure paycheck. And I'm kind of like, damn, like, why didn't I do that? Like, then I could just take the weekends and not worry about any clients or events or anything. I could just have the weekends to myself. I could have that steady income. But then, you know, there's always little reminders of like, oh, I want to go to Mexico. Well, let me ask my boss. Wait, I have my boss. I'm going to Mexico. You know, like those mm-hmm. little things where it kind of makes you so appreciative of the fact like there's not many of the people who have that opportunity to do that whatever they want and work from wherever they want. And like every time, you know, those little reminders hit, it kind of like fuels the fire. So I would say it's not always like one drastic thing, but more so like just it's a roller coaster. Yeah. And now that you kind of mentioned uh dating what how hard is it to date in miami being so young and confident and successful do men kind of find that threatening or not really for you or what's that been like yeah so i mean i think dating in miami in general is typically pretty hard just because it's such a transient city and um people have their egos but i find like I'm able to to still really like find people that I align with and have the same mindset. And it was funny because I was with a girlfriend last night dating, and we were kind of saying the same thing where it's it's really a double edged sword when you're a business person, especially a businesswoman dating, because on one side you you know you want to date a business person because someone who owns your business because they understand your struggles and there's someone to talk to but they always end up telling you how to run your business. And there's nothing more frustrating for a business owner of like some guy coming in and trying to tell you how to run your business. Um, So it's hard to find that balance of somebody who understands you, but isn't stepping on your toes, who isn't threatened, you know? Yeah. And now you're kind of, you're in this relationship, right? Yeah. And I'm so proud of you. It's been six months you said yeah thank you <laughs> look at you <laughs> um yeah you and a lot of this this thread in this podcast um is about this as humans we have kind of a spiritual thread that kind of ties us all together right we're all somehow connected by some force that's kind of greater than us right um and i think some people are supposed to be in our lives at some point for some reason, whether it's four or five years, like for us or for like a lifetime or, you know, or even just a day or a moment. Um, there's kind of that reason. There's like that spiritual thread among everyone. Um, and kind of recently through this relationship, you've been kind of digging more into your religion, right? Yeah. So what's that situation been like? Yeah, I mean, so it's interesting because, you know, growing up, my dad's Jewish and my mom was Episcopalian. So, like, when I was really young, I, like, you know, we went to temple and church and we did both the Jewish holidays and the Christian holidays. And then, you know, when I was a little bit older, I was very religious on the Christian side. Then I kind of strayed away. And, like, you know, when you're an adult, especially when you're moving and you're working and you're getting new friends and whatever it may be you know you sometimes evolved and so I kind of had 
put religion on the back burner, so to say, and no one I had dated previously had really been religious up until, you know, the guy I'm dating now. So it's been something where I find like it came into my life at the right time, because honestly, I don't think even a year ago, if it happened, I would be in the mindset or the place where I was wanting to look deeper into myself, into what really matters to me and like God and my relationship and um, I think it like speaks for like what you were saying, like there's a time and place for everything. People are in your life for a reason, a season, whatever it may be. And like, you know, it's some, it, it will find you almost like depending on, you know, the energy you're putting out and how your heart's open to it, et cetera. Yeah. And what's, what's kind of crazy. I mean, one of the things that we had in common from the beginning was that our, like our parents both like separated when we were pretty young right yeah and that kind of even if they're not like single moms like forever at some point they had to kind of take the responsibility of having you know uh, their kids with them right and not really another functioning person and what was crazy was that you were telling me how your mom and dad um their their religion kind of split them up a little bit yeah and that's kind of sort of the same story kind of repeating itself right yeah i mean they they kind of say you're you're carbon copy of your parents but i mean i didn't realize it was gonna be so down to the core (laughs) yeah and do you think that kind of like being older you think that kind of like made your relationship with your mom julie like that much easier or stronger oh one thousand percent i wouldn't even necessarily say easier i would say um I have so much respect for her and it's like kind of what you're saying like as a single mom like as a kid you don't really realize like what your parents do for you and now being an adult and you know having all your own finances and credit and getting the houses and getting the cars and working and you know having all those responsibilities it's like oh my gosh I can't even imagine having a kid by myself on top of this like it give that alone gives me so much respect and then now kind of being an adult and the relationship side it's like oh my gosh, like, it's so hard. And like, when she would tell me a little bit here and there before, like, it just I didn't understand. I was like, okay, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And now, you know, I have so much respect. And it just kind of comes down to like, you don't understand these things until you're an adult. Yeah, you're kind of like, going through it, you know, yourself. Um, Yeah, my parents, it was kind of the same thing in a way. Um, Well, my mom, she just left my dad because he was an alcoholic. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so, so I think she just didn't really want me to be around that. But then when we moved to the United States from Cuba, it was just a totally different world, you know, just adjusting to everything. And I remember being even like 14, 15, those middle, early, middle school, early high school years and just being such a brat. Yeah. And not really knowing all the struggle that she kind of went through and just being so egocentrical. And then now, like, I'm spending so much time at home and hanging out with her. And, like, she's telling me some stories from back then. And it's just such a newfound respect for her. Um, and your mom is is awesome, too. She Remember that? When we went to Mexico, they <laughs> we put um, our Venmos up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> and both of our moms send us money. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh. We both, you know, have such great moms. We just want to support our drinking habits. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was so funny. It's like the only people that send us money were our parents. 
literally I'm like, well, maybe a couple of friends will. Clearly, neither of us had friends because only one of us had this money. They're so sweet, you know. Um, and I don't know. I feel like there's always such a pressure to, you know, live up to their expectations. Um, you know, to some extent. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know if that's. I don't know if I, I feel like when I grow up and have kids, grow up my old ass. <laughs> You're like, I feel like when I am the age, people are typically grandpas, but I'm actually a parent. <laughs> when I'm emotionally available at 65. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I was reading something that was like, you know, we come like through our parents, like, you know, but we're not for our parents i feel like oh i like that you know i feel like there's a lot of like all your parents unrealized dreams sometimes they they kind of fall on you or like the younger kids you know um i think we kind of just have to like release that guilt you know what i mean for sure for sure i was actually talking to my mom i don't know a day or two ago about how i'm like as much as it wasn't almost intentional how she raised me like she let me kind of make my mistakes on my own like Mm. she was like if you're gonna do that you're gonna do that but you know if you're gonna make yourself fall you're gonna figure out how to pick yourself back up like I'm advising you if you're not gonna take my advice that it's on you and I compare it to like my boyfriend for example like he's had you know his dad and his parents who they they were always there to like as soon as there was a little misstep like they had already planned five steps ahead for him and like I'm not trying to like look down on that but on the other hand like now he say he says like he feels like he's still learning things now that like maybe I even learned three four years ago because Mm. I made those mistakes on my own you know and like that's just one way of like some some parents like they want you to fall into this line and if you don't they're gonna you know automatically fix it for you and then others will just kind of be like well you know fix it yourself yeah and I feel like it's like fix it yourself but no matter what I will love you so like I may not love your behavior but I'll still love you exactly exactly you know and that's such a big deal um when I was teaching, that was really one of the biggest lessons I've, I've got. Like, sometimes any attention, bad attention, is just as, is better than no attention at all. Um, so it's like, I don't know, it's just, it's just a little intense. It's like, I would always tell my kids that when I was teaching, I was like, listen, this is not the right choice. I don't agree with you. I'm disappointed in your behavior, but I'm still going to support you and, you know, and help you out with whatever you need. Um but that's just, I don't know. I think it kind of goes to your independence as well because no one really had to, like, baby you since you were... Exactly, exactly. Like, you know, it makes you it makes you grow up really fast. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've been on my own when it comes to, like, finances and houses and stuff since I was 17, pretty much. So it's like, like, who knows where I would be now? I'd probably be so much further behind in life if not and you figured it out yeah i mean it wasn't easy and i definitely made mistakes but at the end of the day most people figure it out (laughs) yeah ideally ideally we (laughs) hope (laughs) but like you said like you said it was hard um and everyone makes and you made mistakes but everyone does too and i think that's the one thing 
in common that everyone has that life is hard. And I think a lot of times we're just doing the best we can. 100%. Um, so I don't really know. It's like even social media nowadays, like everything is so fueling the ego. Right. How do you yeah. define the ego? What do you think? How do I define the ego? Yeah. I mean, in t- well, ego, I feel like there's like two two sides of it, especially nowadays. One is like, I feel like by definition, it's just thinking you're better than everyone else. But now I feel like it's almost like conforming to be something that you're not necessarily or mm. even a lifestyle you can't afford. And it, like just the amount of money people spend on trying to impress other people just to post that small experience or that one thing on social media all the time so that way they can quote have friends or be accepted or whatever when they are in so much debt or they don't have a place to live and like it's just crazy yeah it's the material world right i i totally agree i think i think you hit the nail on the head with the ego part because it's like not even just to other people but also just to yourself like you're kind of lying and pretending to yourself yeah you know and it's i feel like that creates such a harder uh like such higher barriers to even make friends on social media i think it initially was used back in the days of like myspace and everything it was like connecting with your friends all over the world right yeah and now everyone is like "Mm, just like you wake up in the morning and you look at it and you're like, sometimes I'm talking pers- personally, I'm like, oh my gosh, these people are doing so much. You know what I mean? Or they're having so much fun or they're over here, or over there. And I'm like, you don't even know these people. <laughs> 100%. And it's crazy. Like an actual example that just happened last night. I had a girlfriend over. We were hanging out, drinking wine last night. And I had been taught like kind of like we never dated but I've been talking to a guy like late last year and for some reason I still follow him on Instagram who knows why but um we hadn't talked in forever but I noticed a couple months ago that he started dating this girl he was posting her all the time I was like oh well good for him whatever and then last night he posts on his Instagram story like this giant rock of a ring and like Mm. had like this whole thing of like I don't know. He didn't like, he had like this marriage song playing in the background. And I was like, I literally just like, like stopped and I showed it to my friend. I was like, Oh my gosh. Like I had no idea. He like was doing so well. That ring is easily a hundred K like, that's crazy. He's only been dating her for a couple months, yada, yada, yada. And like, it turned into like a full on 15 minute conversation between us from somebody that honestly, I like met once or twice and they, it was all about something they post on social media. And then funny enough, I looked back at his story this morning and they're all deleted off his Instagram story. And he was like, oh, sorry, guys. Like, we didn't get engaged. I like after all the messages, I had to take it down. Like, um, we were just like looking at rings shopping. And it's kind of like that's a perfect example of like somebody who could have not looked at the Instagram story the second time. They would have this idea in their mind of like, oh, I have to do more. I have to be like this. I have to be like that. Where that person didn't even buy the ring. They were just shopping and made it appear that way, you know? Yeah. It's like, imagine some girl that did just got engaged and she didn't get a ring as big. I would just, you know, like the material world and her ego automatically puts us in that place 
of like not good enough. 100%. And then you start going in the what if that, what if this, what if that, where in like reality, it's it, like, again, like it wasn't even their ring. Same thing. People post in the sports cars. Okay, maybe they rented the sports car for the day. They don't own the sports cars. They post in a nice hotel. They're there one night. They're not there two weeks. You know, it's like, it's such a facade. And it's like, when it comes down to it, anybody, most, not anybody, but most people have $500 in savings, $1,000 in savings to be able to do that one time. It doesn't make you special. Like, so the people that you look up to, like, you don't even know that's all that. They could be doing the same thing. I, yeah, I totally agree. And I don't know, I think it's like, you know me, like we, even in Miami, like I didn't even have that many like good, good friends there just because it was always so superficial. Like everyone was nice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone was nice. They were doing their thing. Everyone's busy doing a million. But I think the reason like you and I kind of build a stronger bond was because we were honest with each other. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't, you know, it wasn't because this or that or anything material. I think it was like, you were vulnerable with me at certain times. I was vulnerable with you and we, we were just truthful. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's so much more valuable. Like, and people can lose their money so fast or gain so much money so fast. And like, they forget about the people around them. And it's like, that's not a way to build a relationship on. Yeah. But so thank you again. But let me help me finish these sentences. Okay. Ready? Okay. Okay. So I am. Interesting. Okay. Um, in reference to me or in reference yeah. to you? <laughs> in, in reference to you. So I am. Strong. The soul is. Telling. 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 <laughs> like the way you said it, I'm like, uh, guessing real quick. <laughs> and what's one thing you know for sure? Uh, whatever is meant to happen will happen. Awesome. Thank you. This is Wanna Talk. Thank you, Taylor. Our spiritual thread doesn't end here. Connect with the people in your world and have an honest conversation with them rooted in love, consciousness, and growth. Want to connect? Find me on Instagram. Want to talk? Thank you so much for listening in. Boom! There you go. Boom! Wow, you sounded like such a a podcasty at the end. (laughs) (laughs) You should have heard the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh! All right, all right. I'll text you. Thanks. All right. No problem. Bye.